This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. Ali, I almost forgot. We had to do a show today. I know. We got a little bit uh, sidetracked talking to our guy, Adam Lazarus, didn't we? <laughs> He's a very the... engaging bloke. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. We were talking about the uh, the New York football Jets and who they're going to get at quarterback. Uh, is it Derek Carr? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Who knows? It's but... Aaron Rodgers. Is it? Yeah, it is. No. It is. But, yeah, it's that's the, you know, the cool thing about this environment, Ali, is that, you know, we're live at the Coligard Classic the Kolagar Classic Broadcast here on Spears and Ali, presented by Chicanos por la Causa. And this is a, a, a really cool thing because all your conquistador buddies are here, and they just come on by and say, hey, let's talk some sports. So Adam Lazarus and I, we were just talking about the, the New York Jets. And I'm sure we're going to get about maybe a dozen more conquistadors to come up and say hello and try to get on these airwaves. Uh, I think you're over-under you're going way should, low. On should a we dozen. set that at like like fourteen and a half for uh, the rest uh, of the show? Sixteen and a half. Okay. It, it's uh it's Friday, buddy. It is. It's Friday. It is. Our last afternoon show. It's the last one, How baby. How do you feel about it, man? I'm I'm a little uh, bittersweet about it. To Tell be me honest why. With it. Tell be, me why. So, uh, I I think the the reason why I'm a little bit bitter and I'm not I'm not bitter whatsoever, but in the term bittersweet, the downside of it is that. You know, we have such a an established audience in the afternoon, and they listen to us driving home from work. They have a routine. They put on 1490 AM or 94.9 HD Channel 4, and they've had this routine long before I even got here. So I know that it's going to be a, a weird transition for everyone because ESPN Tucson has always had afternoon programming, local afternoon programming for a long time. And now it's going to be... We might come by every now and again, depending on how the schedules align. If something breaking happens, we're going to do like an emergency episode in the afternoon. So we're going to make sure that we still deliver the news in the afternoon. Yeah. But in the morning, I think that this is going to be a big transition for us for the the positive because we're going to be the only show in town. We're going to be the only local sports talk show in town. And, you know, Jeff Dean... Uh, who was, you know, formerly on ESPN Tucson. He had the Jeff Dean show from 7 to 9 a.m. You know, he was getting an audience. Yeah, he had, he, Dan Nettel agrees. He Dan Nettel loved Jeff Dean. <laughs> he had a, Ironwood Financial. If you need a, any financial advice, Dan Nettel is your guy. Sorry. There's three. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, the over-under, you had it way low. So, <laughs> no, Jeff had such a great audience, um, and people tuned in every single morning, and, you know, he had the, the benefits of – Everything that happened the night before, he gets to be the first one to talk about it in the morning. And that part gets me excited. Think about all the craziness that goes on on an NFL Sunday. And we get to talk about it Monday morning. Like, we get to be the Monday morning quarterbacks now, Ali. I know. Can you imagine? It's like, going to be for, great. For example, and to your point, I mean, Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns like at midnight. Yeah. So being able to come in in the morning and being able to be the ones, you know, the first ones to be able to talk about that, it's going to be exciting. Have you been training yourself to wake up early in the morning? I have. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think about our uh, esteemed producer, Andrew Trujillo? You think he's ready? Andrew, you're over there out at ESPN Tucson headquarters. Uh, How's the transition like for you trying to get up in the morning? I'm doing good, man. I I was up at 6 this morning, and uh, I'm feeling good. 
Got to crank that up to five. I know, but I've been doing an yeah. hour at a time. I'm not yeah. like you guys. I can't do cold turkey. I tell you well, what, though, there's a there's a common saying. People they say it all the time. You never experience a centaur quite like a centaur at 7 a.m. And Andrew Trujillo is a centaur, and so you're going to be able to experience him at 7 a.m. It's going to be great for the people. Is it going to be great for us though? Uh, he's going to be. I think he's going to be feisty. He's going to be ready to go. Because this is a night owl. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm a night owl, but, you know, I also like to consider myself an early riser as well. You don't well. just wear only shirts and sweatshirts with owls, owls on, on it? No. You're also a night I, owl? I'm also an what owl a myself. What coincidence. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be a, a very interesting show, right? We're going to talk to uh, some members from the, I believe, the Conquistadors, right? Yeah, we're going to uh, talk to uh, Joe Whitman, the, uh, the past president of the Conquistadors. We're also going to talk to Dave uh, Larson, who is uh, who works with Chicanos por la Casa. Yeah. And he's going to talk about the organization and uh, you know what he do what he does with the organization. So it's going to be good. And then also in the four o'clock hour, we're going to get uh, Blake Eager, who's the executive director of the Southern Arizona Sports Tourism and Film Authority, which was just created by the Arizona Legislature. Amazing. I happen to be a Pima County representative, and I, I hate to you know. Br- have breaking news on our last afternoon show but we are working fervently to bring spring training back to tucson and you know what Ooh. it's gonna happen baby it's gonna happen look at that ollie farhang breaking news here on espn tucson are yeah. you working on it it's gonna happen i'm telling you tell me i can't do it we're gonna do it spring training well, I'm not will, gonna... spring training <laughs> will be back in tucson in 2024 uh, okay i love it all right, if you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is the phone number, 719-1490. Last afternoon show of Spears and Ali before we head on to the mornings beginning Monday. This upcoming Monday, starting at 7 a.m., and uh, we'll be going all the way until 9 o'clock as well. Man, it, it, I'm excited for the move, but I'm also excited for the one last Spears and Ali afternoon show. Speaking of which, Spears and Ali presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team. At Nova Homeloans. We had Paul Volpe on the show yesterday. and uh, How great was he? He was, he was the best. He's the best, man. I, I love Paul. All right, with that being said, let's get right into it. Top three headlines heading into today. One. One. All right, Ali, you saw it last night. Arizona taking down USC at the Galen Center. Uh, what did you make of uh, Arizona's uh, win over the, the USC Trojans last night? It was really cool to see Azulus Tubelis have a bounce-back game for the Wildcats. Yeah, you know, points. I, I feel great about it because I uh, I gave the point and a half, and I bet heavily on him yesterday. So there's nothing like looking at your, uh, your your gambling website in the morning or your app and being like, okay, good. It's looking healthy. <laughs> but more 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 importantly and, uh, and more uh, seriously, we talked yesterday about the fact that Pella, uh, I'm sorry, Azulis Tubelis and Umar Balo had gotten in foul trouble like the last four games. Umar Balo against ASU, Azulis Tubelis the uh, three prior games. If those guys could stay out of foul trouble, play their game, the guard play has gotten much better for Arizona in the last dozen to ten games. And yesterday we saw a melding of the two. We saw the big guys do what they do. We saw the guard play continue its strong play. And, uh, you know, it was a six-point game at the end of the day, but it was it was a far greater uh, point differential than that. Boogie Ellis was great. Got to give him credit. You got to give him credit. But I'm looking forward, man, to Arizona UCLA on Saturday. Arizona, excellent game, and now they are um, confirmed as the number two seed in the Pac-12 tournament. 
was it me or it was you? No, man, I swear it wasn't me because it seemed like last night Bill Walton saw that SNL skit and said, "Okay, hold my beer. How do I take this to a whole nother level?" <laughs> and he was on one last night. He was. Uh, he, he was putting the the headset on like a headband and just some some of the things that he said. It was just out of this world. And I'm like, okay, I know it's late in Los Angeles, but this is the first broadcast we're hearing Bill Walton since the SNL skid, and he is just on a whole another level. So uh, I think he's uh, he's well aware that people appreciate his so, style of broadcast, and he's like, okay, now it's time to get even weirder. So the SNL skit was a caricature of him, right? Yes. He tried to do a caricature of the caricature of him last night. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of – and I enjoy him, man. I enjoy him, man. I, I really great. enjoy him. It's, it's something different. I know a lot of people – it's not their cup of tea, but I thought he was great last night. But back to Arizona, man. Courtney Ramey played great. Kirk Creasa had a good game. Uh, you know, just this team, now is the time to gel and, uh, you know, put all the pieces together. Saturday is going to be amazing. But I think this team, the way they played last night, is going to be a formidable squad when it comes to March and the uh, and March Madness. A lot of interesting uh, calls from the referees as well. Always are. Um, Always are. Well, the kicking out a fan call, that was interesting. I'm, I want to know what that fan said. I've never seen an official point at a fan and said, you're out of here. Well, that was Tony Padilla. Tony Padilla. Kicked him off, right, kicked him out. He's, uh, him and Vern are the two most notorious officials in the Pac-12. Sensitive. Sensitive is the right word. And, uh, all, look, I'm not a lip reader, but I heard something, it looked like he said something about Tony Padilla's mom. And Tony (laughs) Padilla just pointed at him and was like, you're out. Wow. And, man, if you start talking about a guy's mom. Yeah, that's it. I can't give you, I gotta, I gotta say, you gotta look, you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Especially because you know that guy paid a lot of money for those seats. And Tony Padilla at that moment is like, okay, you want to talk about my mother? If if that's in, in case true. Yeah. Okay, fine. You're going to pay this amount of money for these seats, and you're going to get a exit at some point in the second half. He was that's, gone. That's incredible. But the the other call that I was referring to was the, the, technical? the technical on Pella Larson, right? Stupid. Pell, Pell, I mean, the Pell, guy jumped into him and he just kind of pushed him away. If it's just, I it's dumb, man. Yeah, it's but dumb. but it was it was it Kobe Johnson? Yeah, Kobe the, Johnson. Yeah, and he threw the ball right at Pella Larson's face, and it was so obvious, right? Because he knew Pella was right there. It w- wasn't like it was just a weird object that you couldn't see and you just felt it there. So I'm just going to throw the ball right there. No, he knew that Pella Larson was standing right there. Throws the ball right at his face, and then looks at the referee who made the call and is like. What me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's like okay, you need to work on those acting skills at the University of Southern California because it ain't working. There was a lot, they, of... and then they gave Pella Larson the call for literally just standing there and I'm just like... making sure he didn't jump into him, right? Yeah. There's a lot of tents here at the uh, Color Guard Classic that are outside of the you know playing surface of the golf tournament, so they're out tents, right? Yeah. Throwing the ball in the guy's face is intent, and there's no way that you can treat <laughs> oh those two things. I know. Dad's out there. You're welcome again. <laughs> There's no way you can equate those two actions with the same penalty. No right? doubt. Kobe no Johnson. Way. There's just no way. No so, way. You know, that aside, Arizona, they played a really good game uh, last night. And uh, if they can play that way moving forward, they're going to be tough to beat. Hmm. Uh, I thought that Azulis Tubelis was fantastic, especially after – 
Jaime Jaquez having a pretty good game against ASU. Now, UCLA, they clobbered the Sun Devils. They were down 12-2. Um, they, they were. Yeah. But, hey, but, hey, i got to give ASU some credit. You know, they they fought, but, man, USC was just – or UCLA, excuse me. They're just they're just way too good. But Jaime Jaquez had 27-8 and eight last night. Yeah, he played And great. I'm like, all right, he made his, his first move, right? This is a tight race between Azuz Tubelis and Jaime Jaquez for Pac-12 Player of the Year. And Jaime Jaquez had the good first step. Azulus Tubelis said, okay, I'm, I'm back. 25 points, 10 rebounds. And do you think it's a close 11 race? 11 for 17 from the field. I do think it's a close race. I think that Jaime Jaquez with his performance up. last night pretty much sealed it up, especially with UCLA winning the conference. I gotta, yeah, I got to see that head-to-head matchup, though. Yeah. I think the, the game on Saturday. But if, if they both have good games, then what do you do? Like, if they both have good games, then UCLA wins. Jaime Hawkins. It's got to be Jaime Hawkins, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I, so. I mean, they do the voting after the regular season, not yes. after the tournament, right? Yes. It's right before the tournament. I, I just want Azula Sabellas to take all of that National Player of the Year, all of that Pac-12 Player of the Year out of his mind and just play his game. Because really, a lot of this started, a lot of the the, the slow play, the, the foul trouble started when we started talking to him as a National Player of the Year. Yeah. If he can put that out of his mind, just play his game. He's going to be great. He did. He had a he had a an energy to him last night that was different than the last few games. He played awesome. Twenty five and ten, man. Yeah. He was he was really he was good. And defensively, he was good too. He was. You know who leads the Pac twelve in three pointers now? Kirk Creasa. No, no, Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey. Yeah. Passing Kirk Creasa. He played great last yeah. night, man. If if Courtney Ramey and Kirk Creasa can shoot like that from the outside, they get the uh, the kind of play they've been getting from Cedric Henderson and Pella Larson from the uh, from the bench. I'm sorry, Cedric Henderson starting, Pella Larson from the bench, and Kylan Boswell from the bench. Man, I, that Arizona team that we saw last night, I just that's that's the team that could make a Final Four run. All right, let's move to headline number two. 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 And by the way, East Coast bias, the Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, we're going to see seven teams from the Big Ten. I saw – Garbage Illinois and was and Michigan last night going to double overtime. I see a garbage Wisconsin team. Wisconsin. ASU's better than them. USC's better than them. Heck, I think Utah's better than them. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm just kind of tired of the the lack of respect given to the West to West Coast basketball. Well, it's the same narrative every single year. I mean, look how many teams went to the from the Big Ten went to the NCAA tournament and look how many lost in just the first couple rounds right yeah uh and meanwhile the pac-12 was holding strong the representatives I, were going strong so. i want arizona to be in the west but if they're going to be anywhere else i hope they're in the bracket with purdue i'm just going to tell you right now big 10 is garbage well uh two two, two. two. sorry <laughs> that was two well no the no big 10 is garbage well no no well speaking of conferences yeah do you see the latest report by the athletic that some schools in the pac-12 are going to be meeting with the Big 12. So the Big 12 is hoping to maybe swoop in and get some vulnerable Pac-12 teams. It's a smart but move. The, but this report right here, man, you look at, you know, Arizona involved in it. They're going to be meeting with the Big 12. Uh, unfortunately, this obviously is stemmed to the Pac-12 media rights deal or lack thereof because they don't have anything right now. And, you know, time's ticking. I know that it, you, probably a deal could get done by April, and, you know, that could be an ideal situation for the Pac-12 and saving the conference. But, you know, I don't blame members of the Pac-12 just looking out right now, looking yeah. out for themselves because, you know, there's going to be a point in time, maybe, where it's time to uh, 
time to swim because the, the ship is sinking and you want to get off the boat now. Man, and like I told you, like the last few weeks, I'm really worried about the Pac-10, Pac-12, and whether it's going to exist. I mean, you take, uh, you're going to take $31 million from the Big 12, or you're going to take $25 million from the Pac-12. And then on top of that, and consistent with what I just said, for the lack of respect the Pac-12 gets, what's going to happen when USC and UCLA leave? You've got to be cognizant of that, because they do provide some sort of allure to the conference. And if they leave... If Arizona right now was the number one seed in the Pac-10, right, we didn't bring San Diego State on or SMU, would we be talked at uh, about as a one, two, or three seed without UCLA and USC in the conference? I don't think so, man. And I I think that has got to be something that we have to be really honest about is are we going to get the same kind of uh, uh, exposure? Are we going to get the same kind of respect without those those two teams from Southern California in the conference? Not looking good for the Pac-12. Uh, we'll see what the latest developments are uh, when we get back from the weekend. All right, let's go to headline number three. 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 All right, Ali, the uh, Chicago Bulls taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight. You can uh, listen to that game here on ESPN Tucson later on. Suns are three-and-a-half-point favorites in Chicago. What am, what am I missing? What, three-and-a-half-point favorites? Yeah, the Bulls are garbage. <laughs> like, like, I'm looking at that line, and I'm like, is that a sucker line or – What's going on? Well, KD's still on minutes restriction. But he's playing. Limited. He's still playing. He's still yeah. got Devin Booker, right? Yep. Still uh, got DA. There's a former U of A guy named DeAndre Aiden. He's going to be put up a double-double tonight. Chris Paul, you can you can count him in for over 10 assists. I think they're banking on Dalen Terry triple-double. <laughs> Is that right? That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love DT, but then I'm going to bet on the Suns tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is it for top three headlines. Coming up next, let's actually talk about the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant's debut the other night and what the Suns are getting out of him with Saul Bookman from PHNX coming up next. In case you haven't heard, Spears and Ali is moving to the morning. Starting this Monday, Tucson's top afternoon sports talk show will be on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson. We're very excited to become Tucson's official drive time sports show in the morning. Talking the latest with the Arizona Wildcats, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, and more. So set those alarm clocks and fire up those coffee pots as Spears and Ali takes on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 a.m. and 94.9 HD Channel 4. The final afternoon version of Spears and Ali before we head to the mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. We're doing it in Monday. style, aren't we, partner? We are, my man. Yeah. Doing it here at the Kuligar Classic out here at Omni Tucson National. Our Kuligar Classic broadcast is presented by Chicanos por la Causa. Now let's move on to the Phoenix Suns. Hey, they got a, a new guy. His name is Kevin Durant. You probably have heard of him. He's a uh, big-time addition. I heard rumors about him. I think he's uh, he's fairly average. He's, well... Yeah, he's he's average. He's he's okay. He's okay. You know, he's just one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Yeah, no big deal. But now he's a member of the Phoenix Suns, and my goodness, the Suns look pretty okay the other night against the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> pretty okay. They look pretty okay. Yeah. No, they look pretty damn good. Uh, we'll we'll talk about we we are going to talk about what's going on with the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant and his impact with our good buddy Saul Bookman, head honcho over there at PHNX Sports. Saul's joining us on Spears and Ali. Saul, what's going on, my man? What up, fellas? How are we doing today? Man, doing fantastic. And I know that the the city of Phoenix right now is buzzing with uh, Kevin Durant now being uh, officially a member of the Suns and playing. And you know, you had a chance to sit down. By the way, I love the PHNX like Manning cast 
type broadcast that you guys do, the watch-along parties while you guys are uh, watching the game. And I'm curious from your perspective, you know, Kevin Durant, what does he do for guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul? Because they have been the, the top two tandem now for the Suns, but Kevin Durant obviously changes that dynamic. How does he help those guys? I mean, just the sheer gravity of of what he brings offensively uh, frees them up uh, immensely. And we saw that the other night. Chris Paul had a lot of open shots. He didn't make any of them except for, like, one, but uh, yeah. that'll change. Uh, and Devin Booker obviously drops 37 points. That's that's the gravity of Kevin Durant. There was multiple times where Kevin Durant was guarded. Um, you know, Charlotte tried to throw a mix of zone and man, and they threw double, triple teams. There was even one point where there was four defenders guarding uh, one guy in Kevin Durant, and that's uh, that's why you bring a guy like that in because it frees everybody else up. And honestly, I know you guys mentioned, I know you mentioned Chris Paul and Kevin Booker, but the guy that's going to eat is going to be Da. Da okay. Da might average twenty five in the playoffs because he's going to be that dominant and that good down low uh, because of all the freedom that Kevin Durant provides. You know, Saul, I, I appreciate a lot of the things I read from you in that they're intelligent and, and, and to the point. But I also like when you call people out. And I saw something either yesterday or earlier today where Rick Buecher was talking about Kevin Durant needs to get married because it's going to show him what accountability is all about. And you called Rick Buecher out beautifully. <laughs> can you can you elaborate on what the heck he was talking about in any way? Uh, I, I really can't because uh, as someone that's been married now for the third time, uh, my communication skills – are trash, uh, and they've only gotten better. <laughs> they've only gotten better by the marriage. So I think, uh, you know, I mean, heck, it, it took for the third, the third uh, love of my life to come into the picture to really reframe the way I, I look at these kind of uh, processes and kind of change the way I think about these things. So it's not who you marry. It's, uh, it, well, it's not when you marry. It's who you marry. Uh, that's the most important part. And I think, in terms of the marriage with Kevin Durant and the Suns, I think he's in the perfect marriage now, uh, much like I am. Well, and with that being said, what do you think Kevin Durant yeah, might really, have? Really, Justin? Really, Justin? You're just going to skate right past the fact that I just made a beautiful segue into that? Come on, man. What well, no, well, no, don't say the – I was going to let it marinate for a little bit because we're going to send this to his wife, right? Well, yeah. Yes, we are. As, I, got, I got her email. Right. I, got, I got her phone number. Right. Believe me, I'm going to send it to her. But uh, anyways, but, but Saul, you know, Kevin Durant, he was with Brooklyn. He was with Golden State, obviously with Oklahoma City. So when you think about the previous marriages that Kevin Durant was in, why do you think that this marriage could be the best one for Kevin Durant when it comes to – the big thing that everyone wants to talk about, his legacy. Uh, well, uh, first of all, beautifully done. Uh, second of all, <laughs> um, I think it's, it's because he's, he's not surrounded by drama. Chris Paul, yeah. not drama. Uh, Devin Booker, no drama. Um, I mean, the team is filled with a bunch of guys that just want just to hoop. They just want a ball, and that's what Kevin Durant's always wanted to do. Every stop of the way, and you can refer to his, his comments back on Brooklyn, um, it wasn't about who did what. It wasn't about Kyrie doing his crazy stuff. It wasn't about anybody else. It was about he gets paid to hoop. That's all he wants to do. And he finally finds himself for the first time, probably since OKC, um, to a certain degree, because OKC even had Russell Westbrook, who was kind of his own kind of drama. Um, yeah. For the first time since then, he's 
That's all he has to do. He just has to show up and, and, and hoop. And that's the beautiful part of Kevin Durant. Well, speaking of drama, and I hate to derail this from Justin, but I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals because, you know, Mike, oh, okay. uh, Mike Singletary was, or Dennis Green was talking about the Chicago Bears, and they, he said they are who we thought they were. Uh, so, and we let them off the hook. And we let them off the hook. With the NFL Players Association grades on organizations, is Michael Bidwell and that organization – who we thought they were? Oh, what did you think they were? Uh, I thought they were one of the worst organizations in football, and it seems like that grade is uh, reaffirming that because I can't imagine like oh, many really? players. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I would disagree with you uh, because basically, since Michael Bidwell took over, um, they've gotten to multiple NFC championships in the 15-year period. They've gotten to a Super Bowl. Um, they've had more success in the last 15 years than they had the previous three, what, 40 combined. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't consider them a, a failure of a franchise. They've been able to lure talent here um, like they couldn't before. Uh, I remember back in the day, they, them trying to get Joe Montana and trying to get, you know, uh, Peyton Manning, and they weren't able to get those done, but they were in the game with Peyton Manning for the first time. Joe Montana was just using leverage. Um, and they were able to get guys like J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins in trade, Carson Palmer. Um, so I think it's just a matter of not keeping up with the times in terms of your building, thinking like everything is okay, and maybe there's some small things that are going on behind the, the, behind the scenes that we don't know about, like that was exposed. Uh, for instance, guys working out in the offseason getting charged for meals, which is ridiculous. I have no doubt that that will change because uh, Michael Bidwell, if he's not anything – He's at least shown the propensity to adapt and change. And he showed that with the way he, he basically let Kime and Cliff Kingsbury go despite giving them five-year contract extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's changed the way he, he views things, and he's trying to get the right people involved. And sometimes that comes uh, at inopportune times, like when NFLPA report cards come out. Saul Bookman from PHNX joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Saul, going back to the the Phoenix Suns here for a minute before we uh, talk about maybe the Arizona Wildcats and March Madness, but you know I, I wanted to ask you about the the fifth starter, right? We all know about the main core with Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker, but people were wondering, hey, who's going to be that fifth guy? Josh Kogi, Josh Kogi is obviously the guy who got that nod. How does he fit in with what the other guys do? I mean, he's just going to be that fifth player that, that doesn't require the ball. Um, he's going to be their go-to defender. Um, he's going to be their guy. Um, he's going to be their guy that, that they're going to go to to try and shut down the other uh, team's uh, best player um, yeah. at the guard position, I should say. So um, his tenacity, his defense, um, and really his, his energy level is what separates him from just about everybody else on that roster outside of maybe Torrey Craig. Uh, but they got so much versatility, uh, two through five, that it's, I mean, he's he's a perfect fit. All right, now moving on to, hey, we're in March right now. we got to talk about March Madness. You're a diehard Arizona basketball fan. You've watched this team many times this season. How do you feel about the cast? Give us an, an honest fan's perspective, because let's be real here. The Arizona basketball fan base has been kicked in the nuts way too many times over the last two decades. So you've seen uh, you know, uh, some crazy rides when it comes to Arizona basketball. Do you feel like maybe this team could uh, 
pull it together, or do you think that it's going to be a disappointing finish in March? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, this yeah. team could easily get bounced in the first round. They could easily win the whole thing. They're, they're probably the most, uh, for lack of a better word, um, th- this is the most variety uh, of, of possibility that I think I've ever seen in a Wildcats team. Um, what I'm hoping for is that, you know, that just things start to even out because there's been multiple, multiple times where I felt like we had, like, the best, if not the top four, one of the top four teams in the country, and we've gotten so close yet couldn't, couldn't really get over that hump to get to the Final Four. I'm hoping that this is one of those ones where things just line up and they're able to get through and, and break through and get to the Final Four because Lord knows we all need it. Yeah. Saul, is that the ceiling for this team, a Final Four? I mean, so Justin talks about disappointing uh, seasons. Is, isn't, uh, you know, if they get to the Final Four, that's a successful season, even if they don't, they don't win the national championship. Oh, but yeah. Do you think this is a national championship uh, quality team? Yes, a million percent. Like, they, they have the potential. There's not a team in the country that's dominant this year. Everybody is all over the place. You don't know who's going to show up to what game. Purdue was largely considered like a, a front runner. They're trash. Um, you know, you look at uh, other teams around the country that have played well, but they've fallen off. UConn had an amazing start to the season. Now they're trash. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Kansas has, has had up and, ups and downs. Kansas State has been a surprise, but they've had ups and downs. Like, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's not one single dominant team in the, in the country. Um, Houston has lost to multiple teams in Conference USA. Like, everybody can be awesome, and everybody can also be trash all at the same time. That's why this tournament's probably going to be the funnest we've ever seen. Saul Bookman, GM from PHNX Sports, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Be sure Building a to- legacy himself <laughs> with PHNX. I Absolutely. Mean, just for the record, I mean... Amazing, amazing stuff coming out of PHNX. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he's building his I own legacy. Guys. Yeah. Well, there, there's a key word. What? Yeah, easy, 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 easy there, Justin. Easy okay. There. I was gonna say <laughs> legacy. Okay. Legacy is an inside joke with Solid Eye. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, where are you, where are you going with that one, there, yeah. Ali? Yeah. All right. So, uh, make sure you check out uh, PHNX's legacy at gophnx.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Saul, you the man. Always appreciate you. Have a good weekend, my man. You guys, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, all this talk about legacies. Sounded like first take over here. It's Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I'm going to talk to my good friend, (laughs) Legacy Jones, (laughs) who is... A nymph amongst the Garden of Eden of sports. That's Stephen A. Walton? Stephen A. Walton right there, yeah. (laughs) All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, Adrian Denny, voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, calls into the show. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Oh, man. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. You know, one of the... Many reasons why I love Tucson in the spring is that, one, it snows, and then the next day it's beautiful weather. Yeah, I mean, it's right? cool when it's, it snows when you're not putting a golf tournament on. But, yes, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, hey, we got over it. The sun's out. It's beautiful out. People here at the Colgar Classic are having a good time. True, true. And uh, another thing that I love about Tucson in the spring is, like, it seems like there's endless things to do here, especially in the sports realm. Like, you can go come out to the Colgar Classic. You can then... 
maybe watch a college basketball game. Oh, you can maybe uh, make a trip down to Tucson Convention Center and watch a hockey game. Yeah. And the Tucson Roadrunners, they're back in town this weekend. They're taking on the San Diego Goals. And the voice of the Roadrunners, Adrian Denny, is joining the show right now on ESPN at Tucson. Adrian, I'm very thankful to hear that you wake up at the crack of dawn to go run the canyons here in, in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, we're, we're going to need you in the morning because uh, – 7 to 9 a.m. starting Monday, we're making that transition. We're very thankful to have you a part of the journey. We can't wait to talk to you in the mornings here in the in, in the near I, future. I can't, can't wait to do it, guys. I'll, I'll be there. I, I can be on at 7.01 if you need me. Just let me know. I'll be wide Appreciate awake. you. We might need your energy, man, because this uh, is going to be quite a, an experiment of me and yeah. Justin waking up that early and doing shows. Yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait Can't wait to have you guys on in the morning. Adrian, i got a question for you. With the uh, NHL trade deadline right upon us now, how much of an effect does that have guy at, for guys at the AHL level like the Roadrunners? I mean, are they, are they kind of watching their phones and stuff, or is it something that they're not too worried about because mostly it affects NHL guys? Do you know what? I think uh, I think it's something that, that everybody uh, got on their radar because everybody here uh, is on an NHL deal uh, with the Coyotes. Not not everybody, but but a good majority of the team. And, and yesterday, for instance, we had Cam Deneen involved in the Nick Bukestad trade to Edmonton. We had Dyson Mayo involved in a trade to Henderson last week. So we've had a couple guys um, with, with the deadline uh, coming up as it just passed today at 1 o'clock. Um, move on from the roadrunners to their next uh their next uh situation in hockey so so yeah you've got you've got majority of the team on nhl contracts so it, it, the coyotes have been active and and uh it could 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 be anybody you could an nhl guy an nhl guy could could both be on the move you could get a, a guy in from an nhl trade so it's uh it's been a, a crazy uh Last couple days, we literally in the last five minutes just got our lineup for tonight because the Coyotes made a trade earlier. Those two guys coming in from Calgary aren't going to be here, so a couple of Roadrunners got called up in uh, Milos Kellerman and JSD, and they'll be uh, with the Coyotes tonight. Uh, assume they'll be in the lineup. So with those guys going to the Coyotes, uh, w- talk to us about the Roadrunners and how it affects their level of play and, and the minutes that they'll get. It's it's next man up, literally. Uh, the uh, the lineup that uh, I've got in front of me right now, I'm just scooting guys up, up a forward line, up a D pairing, and it means uh, guys will take some power play time. We called up two guys from our ECHL affiliate, the Atlanta Gladiators, which is great. Just stick them on a direct flight here to Tucson, and and they'll be ready to go tonight. Reese Vitelli and and no allowance. So we'll be um, one forward. Uh, let's see what what's it look like here tonight. Um, doesn't doesn't impact uh, how we're going to win, right? It just uh, just the lineup a little sketchy. So eleven forwards and uh, five defensemen tonight. Of course, Ivan will be uh, between the pipes. So expecting big things against San Diego to start this big weekend series. And with that being said, San Diego, you know they they come to town. Uh, what what kind of team are they, and and how do you just kind of view the the, the rivalry as a whole between these two teams? Well, they're fifteen thirty nine one and zero, Justin. So we'd like uh, like a couple wins against our I eight border rivals uh, this weekend. Uh, we've put up six against them this year. We've put up nine against them. We've got three wins uh, against them by uh, multiple goals. So want to keep the the success going. And uh, we we never spout out opponents' records, right? We never say oh, worst team in the league record wise. But it's our I eight border rivals. So you got it. You got it. You got to put it out there. 
Adrian, with the homestand against the goals, what you guys, the Roadrunners do such a great job with their promotions. What's happening this weekend that fans can look forward to? Tonight's El Lazo de Tucson. It's our uh, Southern Arizona identity, so we're wearing our El Lazo jersey second time this year. They're brand new. We had the black ones our first couple years. These are kind of maroon and cream desert roadrunner colors. So uh, El Lazo de Tucson, our Southern Arizona identity, embracing everything uh, that, that's here in Tucson, right? We've got the the, it's, it's really cool how this comes together. You've got the skull of the Roadrunner. You've got the cowboy hat for the rodeo. You've got the lasso from the city, um, the, the city uh, crest of Tucson pulling it all together and, and bringing it all in. So we've got that. Tomorrow, Takis for every one night starts with uh, hockey and hops on the plaza at 4 o'clock. You guys talking about how it was snowing yesterday, and then by 4 o'clock, 60, 65 degrees, uh, we're going to have – 70 degrees tomorrow. We're going to be out on the plaza drinking beer. Hockey and hop starts at four. Uh, almost a dozen local Tucson breweries in attendance. And uh, you can get a ticket for that that includes the game ticket at tucsonroadrunners.com slash hop. So big weekend. Big weekend coming up. The Roadrunners always have the best uniforms. The new uniforms every single year are just amazing. And I've noticed like around the AHL, the uniform game is very strong. As a matter of fact, I think it's it was the uh, the, the Milwaukee Admirals, if I'm not mistaken, they wore the Canadian tuxedo jersey, uh, which is, and if you don't know what a Canadian tuxedo is, what is it? It's a jean jacket and jeans. Okay, all right. That's a Canadian tuxedo. They wore uniforms that looked like they were wearing jean jackets and jeans, which I thought was really cool. Adrian, yeah. Uh, what, what do you, what do you make of that, and just kind of the overall uniforms in the AHL and the kind of the cool ways that they're being creative? I love having fun because it invites it, it just invites a different audience who sees it. Like I want to go to a game. I've never been to a game, but I've got to go see those those jerseys. It just it brings more attention. It it spreads the word more than just the hockey, which is a great game. It's 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 a two hour car ride in rush hour to the NHL, which is where Milos Kellerman and JSD are zooming up right now for the Coyotes game. So it's it's great hockey, right? But the the, the stuff you can do with the uniforms and and the, the 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 charity and the community. We did the Black History warm up jerseys a couple weeks ago with with Boko Imama for his brand new foundation with former Coyote and Roadrunner Anthony Duclair. And and the hockey is for everyone. We've got tons of of uh, of merchandise opportunities there for folks with with uh, the rainbow colored Roadrunners logo on hats and T-shirts. And and you, you can just have fun. We like to have fun. I mean, it's first of all, it's it's fun in the sun down here in Arizona, right? You, no doubt. you, you just got to do what the Romans do. No doubt. When in Rome, baby. All right, that is... What's the rest of that, Justin? Huh? When in Rome what? You, uh... Go Caligula? I Full guess. Caligula? I guess so. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about, No, do you? no. You, know, you would disagree if you knew. What is Caligula? <laughs> Caligula? What? Uh, the peak of hedonism. Oh, just think of anything. Oh could be more. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. All right, that is Adrian Denny, voice of the Tucson Roadrunners, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. And Adrian now knows that Justin does not read anything about history. So we got that. Well, Man, that took me. That took me back to advanced placement European in tenth grade. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> we learned all about that. We're like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you, no. Yeah. We're not taking college courses in 10th grade to learn this, are we? No, uh, we did. were. Hey, man. I mean, they would eat until they were so stuffed they threw up so they could keep eating more. 
That's the wow. peak of hedonism, oh. and I'm not even. That's like scratching the surface. I Jeez can't, Louise. I can't say the rest on here. <laughs> okay. uh, but the Roadrunners, they're taking on the San Diego Goals tonight at 7 p.m. and also tomorrow as well. So if you want to go see the Goals or the, the Roadrunners, they're taking on the Goals. You could do so by going to TCC this weekend, and of course you can get your tickets at TucsonRoadrunners.com or the TCC box office. Adrian, you're a gentleman and a scholar. We always appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your last afternoon show, guys, and we'll talk to you in the morning coming up. Absolutely, AD. Thank you, appreciate buddy. you. Appreciate you, yeah. You're going to have to look up Caligula during the break. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is, on company computer, is that okay? It's okay. Okay. It's history. Okay. <laughs> All right. Educational. That's right. All right, let's wrap up hour number one of Spears and Ali. Don't go anywhere. In case you haven't heard, Spears and Ali is moving to the morning. Starting this Monday, Tucson's top afternoon sports talk show will be on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson. We're very excited to become Tucson's official drive-time sports show in the mornings, talking the latest with the Arizona Wildcats, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Diamondbacks, and more. So set those alarm clocks and fire up those coffee pots as Spears and Ali takes on weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 a.m. and 94.9 HD Channel 4. So when's the party getting started here, Ali? Five o'clock, man. It's going to be interesting, the last hour of our show, how this is going to work. Yeah, I, I actually um, I, I put in the show sheet today. I'm like, all right, we had a couple of great interviews earlier in the week. We had Levi Wallace. We had Trevor Werbelow, PGA Tour golfer. Yeah. Um, I just made note of that just in case things get crazy because I know DJ Herm is about to take the stage, and we're not talking about DJ Herm Edwards. No. DJ Herm, no. who usually goes to Arizona football games, does a great job. He does. He, he's going to take the stage. DJ Herm does sing a song called "A Goal Without a Plan Is Just a Wish," so there is some overlap. Oh my goodness! <laughs> 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 he also has a song called "Better Watch Out for Them Devils" too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, That's right. And don't press end. Don't press end. <laughs> uh, so yeah, DJ Herm is going to get started on the stage here, and the 19th hole is all set up. I mean, day one of the Kolagar Classic is uh, here wrapping up, and the party's getting started tonight here at this 19th hole 10. I'm excited. You ready to bust a move? You going to be out yeah. there dancing tonight? Yeah, busted a move last year yeah, at this did. place, you man. Did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And it's we're going to have a good time out here. And it's, it's a perfect way to end... Our last afternoon show, Ali. It's the last one. I know. And then man. we're moving to the mornings. I know. It's going to be great. Yeah. So it's going to be great. I, I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me on Twitter over the last week or so, and they're like, did I hear that correctly, that Spears and Ali is not happening anymore? Wow. You and I said, such, I'm you like, got such a, uh, like, disdain in your face right now. Were they upset? No. Like, they were like, yeah, they were upset. They were not going to be on the radio airways. And I said, no, 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 no. We still are. It's just you're going to be listening to us while you're driving to work rather than while you're coming from work. Right. And there's, so. and you can adjust, right? So download our podcast, listen to us in the afternoon, and, you know, you can reflect back on all of the stu- stupendous sports talk that happened earlier that day. And I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be great. I think it's, uh, it's going to be nice to be able to really react to things that happened the night before almost in real time. So... I think it's going to be really good, man, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to do it with you, and uh, I think it's, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I think Tucson, Arizona will also really appreciate it, too. And uh, I know that a lot of people are, you know, kind of, like I said, bothered by the fact that their routine in the afternoon is going to be a little bit thrown off, but we got to adjust. And with 
life circumstances with both you know you and myself, mornings just make sense. Yeah. Uh, so because you now read about Caligula and like your nightlife emulates him so much that you need does it? You need to. I don't know about that one, Chief. No, no, buddy. No, I that guy's a terrible person. <laughs> he was not a good guy. He was awful you're, person. You're way better than him. But uh, you know the other thing is you know for people that are disappointed because their routine is off because they want to listen to us in the afternoon i mean there's a silver lining that like they actually like listening to us right yeah. so i you know I, i'm all about living a life that's being both appreciative and grateful and uh, instead of looking for gratitude being grateful and i'm grateful for all the people that listen to us and enjoy us and if you listen to us and don't enjoy us you're still listening to us so i still am grateful for you too appreciate the haters man exactly. always got to be thankful for the haters yeah all right, so round one. Gene. Uh, who? Gene. Gene. Yeah, somebody named Gene's always a hater. I don't know. Is he? No, her. Her. It's always, it's always, it's always Jean? your sister-in-law, Gene, right? Gene. <laughs> yeah. Gene. Gene Spears. <laughs> Gene Spears. No, our uh, uh, our Kuligar Classic broadcast presented by Chicano Sport La Causa and the Kuligar Classic Day One. Oh. Well, not day one. It's been a whole week-long festivity. But the first day of the actual tournament, it's uh, about wrapping up here. Brett Keegley is now atop of the leaderboard. He shot a 7-under today, got a 65. And then right behind him is John Houston, Kirk Triplett, Alex Keshka, and Woody Austin. And then a uh, little... And Woody Austin's on 17, so he's still got room to, to make a move. And Sabino grad Willie Wood tie for 12. So S A B I N O go go Sabino. That'll do it for hour number one here of Spears at Ali. Coming up next, we're going to talk some Arizona versus USC basketball, and of course the upcoming game against UCLA. If you want to call in and talk about it, 719-1490 is that phone number. Hour number two up next.